Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! We live in a golden age of cinema where whatever we can imagine can be shown on the screen. What Marvel and Disney have achieved over the last decade or more has been staggering, with character-heavy, multi-string plot woven over numerous movies and mini-franchises, the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, has done what many thought was impossible. Not all the movies have been fan favourites, but the strike rate has been impressive. Here is Hydra Agent Neil with 10 MCU facts. Thank you very much, Pav. Let's see how many of these you two know. So, according to canon, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk and Thor all take place in the same week. I'm good. Chris Evans turned down Captain America three times before taking the role, telling friends, if that movie bombs, I'm fucked. I'm good. Tom Holland wasn't given the script to Infinity War due to the fact he was known for accidentally letting slip spoilers. Yay. Jeremy Renner trained with the Olympic archers to prepare himself for the role of Hawkeye. Uh, Marvel originally wanted to make Daredevil a trilogy, but the lacklustre performance of the first movie stopped their plans in their tracks. I'm good. Marvel didn't want Mark Ruffalo to play the Hulk. They wanted to keep Edward Norton in the role. However, after Norton fell out with Marvel, Ruffalo managed to get it. And John Favreau was originally hired to make Captain America a movie before landing the Iron Man role, uh, director role. <laughs> Stanley admitted in 2009 that he'd love to play Odin. Alas, it went to Anthony Hopkins. And in an early draft of the Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain Marvel was going to make her first appearance to cameo was later scrapped when Kevin Feig believed Carol deserved her own origin movie. And Baby Groot's dancing scene in the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 took nearly two years to put together. Do you know who did the motion capture for that? No. It was director James Gunn. 
Was it? It was. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. our guest knew that because our guest is a is a superhero expert as well as a multi talented musician uh, and also a dad. Oh my god! So much has happened since we last spoke. <laughs> it's Rob Johnson coming to join us. Hello, Rob. Hi guys. Yeah, yeah. Lots happened. Um, there's been this uh, thing called a global pandemic as well. <laughs> I, what, what was that? I, that must have passed me by. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got various uh, things here that I feel like at some point I'm going to have to... I, I, I don't know whether I needed to start off wearing this or, you know... I mean... Just you, to prove my credentials. Yeah, you should never cover that face. I mean, that's no. the way. If you were a superhero in the movie, you'd be like like they do all the time now, is that you have to take the mask off to show the face all the time. Well... You know? But you've got it's a nice Iron Man mask. That just reminds me when we used to do our live shows, and John used to play accompany us with music on stage. Wore an Iron Man um, mask, didn't he? When we when we did a superhero, and we tried. Do you remember this? We tried to stick <laughs> those switch on lights on his eyes. <laughs> Oh, I realised that he couldn't see his guitar. Yeah, simpler times. Simpler it was. Times. It was. Uh, so. You're obviously a super a super hairy fan. Christ, I nearly said it back from the old uh, days. Yes, I MCU, need to have a shave. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, is MCU your sweet spot? In regards, yeah, I to- think, yeah, I love it. I, I think um, all the way from you know when we had like sort of the early two around Avengers one, and then those first few after it, where I was just like, oh, I mean, I remember distinctly thinking in Iron Man three. Why isn't the Hulk coming to the end of this? You know, like at the end or something like that. And when it was all like that, you had one character coming into the next and just the potential of it. And then obviously now it's gone completely. Yeah. Nuts. Even more like with the Disney Plus shows, this was getting hard to keep up with. But yeah, no, no, I love it. When it's done right, it's, it's it's the best type of movies for me. Yeah. So if I was to quickly ask you then, Rob, what, what has been your worst MCU movie? Wow. Um, you know what? Easy. Eternals. Okay. I still haven't watched that yet. <laughs> Keep getting put off it. Yeah. I, might, I might actually agree. I might actually agree with that, to be to be perfectly honest. It felt a little bit like um, when you watch Lord of the Rings and Game, Game of Thrones. It's names and places that you don't have any context for, that you don't know who they're talking about or what they're doing. And they all just seem to whatever they had against them it was the same powers that seemed to they seemed to just try and get away with to to, to fight whatever they were fighting and it just got a little bit boring for me yeah <clears throat> i will let you know in due course probably in the next few years i'll get yeah. around to it but we're not here to talk about the worst of the mcu we're here to talk about the top 10 of the mcu so rob it's up to you to give us your number 10 okay my number 10 is iron man one. Ooh, okay now I've got a thing here. This was, I've got two at number 10. I wasn't sure whether I allowed them, but Iron Man was at my number 10. But I'll I'll talk to you in a minute. I'll let Rob talk about Iron Man. Yes, well, just, that's well, my just, number seven. That's my number seven. Right. The original Iron Man, yeah. Yeah, my reasoning was it's, you, you can't have a top 10 without that one. Um, and I think there are nine others that are at least better. Um, but it just that was the one obviously that set the tone for the whole MCU and everything that followed and I think actually when you look back at it um, I remember at the time because it came out the same year as Dark Knight and everyone was excited for Dark Knight Um, and obviously Dark Knight was what what it was but like Iron Man has lasted 
this mm. long where it's still we're still he's still mentioned in things in you know what is it now 14 years later so I just think the impact of that film is why I would have it I have to admit I was quite I mean I knew of Iron Man obviously from the youth and reading the comics but I wasn't overly sure about his whole history and it was quite nice to see that start again you know it, it filled me in with more than what I knew about Iron Man going forward and it was it was a good good start movie wasn't it it was a good place to get its footings I think we should say before we carry on is that we will be spoiling stuff I mm. think that's the best best there's no point sort of pussyfooting around any plot points or anything in any of the movies that we talk about so it will be full spoilers um so when Tony Stark died, <laughs> I think I think that when I look back and watch Iron Man now, what I love the fact is they were planting the seeds right from that first movie, which I think is the thing that that Kevin Feige, that's how you say it, I think, isn't it? Kevin Feige. Yep. He knew exactly what was going to happen, you know, in this phase, maybe in the next phase. I mean, if Iron Man had been a complete, blow out a complete flop who who knows what whether they would maybe have gone on with a few more different ones and you know, still mm. tried it or not but i think i i mean again uh, uh, tom cruise was originally i think touted for he was, for Tony he was Stark, the, yeah he, he was he absolutely was but he didn't but you can't think it. of anyone else but robert Downey. same with all mm. of the characters i think in in mcu that they they cast the movies perfectly but then, when I was looking up the facts, there was a long fact all about Robert Downey Jr. And Marvel really didn't want him because of his past. They couldn't they, get any uh, insurance for him, could no, they? No, they really didn't want him. It was Favreau that saved his hide. Mm. So. If you look, yeah, look, even, I mean, what I was saying about how influential it was, I mean, look what John Favreau is doing now with Book of Boba Fett and all the Star Wars stuff. Like, he really is, in terms of popular culture, He's he's mm. he's molded it for all the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. But him and Will Ferrell don't get on apparently. Oh really? oh really? Apparently, so that was one of the reasons why Will Ferrell turned down twenty-seven million or whatever it was for Elf yeah. Two, was because they didn't get on. Oh, I didn't know that. There you, there go. you go. See, ah. I have my finger on the pulse of Hollywood, just to let you all know. <laughs> so I don't really. Going know. back to my number 10 just quickly, it Go is on, Iron then. Man, but I was originally going to put Blade, but I wasn't sure whether Blades are officially in the MCU because they're rebooting it, isn't there? So I crossed it out and put Iron Man. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure whether we... I don't think... Well, yeah, I don't know. Blade's a bit of a... That was Marvel. So, that was a Marvel Studios movie. Yeah, so I, I, did, I did push it away because he's in the next, you know... He will be, yeah. He will be. So, you know, he's been casting that. So that's why I crossed it out. But okay, so Iron Man is your number 10. To Blade. Iron Man <laughs> is your number 10. Yeah, right? yeah. Right, okay. Um, right, okay then. Um, so my number 10 is Iron Man 3. Now this seems to get a lot of, I don't know how you guys feel about Iron Man 3. Rob, what do you feel about it? I like it. I, but I liked Iron Man 2. So. <laughs> right, right. Okay, Neil? Um, it was good. I just felt the the, the villain uh, guy Pierce in it was weak, and it should have been the Mandarin straight through. Mandarin. That was the only thing. I th- <laughs> the Mandarin. Mandarin. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan first watching that reveal that he was just an actor and Slattery was his name. Um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. But 
Oh, it's all right now. That, since yeah, I come, find that hilarious. I thought that was like just a genius yeah, it, thing. I just thought it was too much of a, a rug a rug pull for me. I don't know, but it's also it's it's a typical Shane Black movie. Just mm. a lot of the writing in it, you know, with the henchmen, the way that they are like the one guy's like when the other henchmen have all been like dispatched and he just thought, Oh, I don't like working here and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And the humor in it, I thought was really, really good, but also the underlying fact that Tony Stark, because of Avengers has got P- PTSD and, and is really struggling. Um, and I don't think it gets the love that it should, that it deserves. I really don't in regards to it. It feels like end. a, it feels like a small film, doesn't it? When you watch it, I know it wasn't and it isn't at the end, but it does feel like quite an intimate movie, doesn't it? When he's at the, at the shed with the boy and all of that, it's, it's, it's a different approach. Yeah. That, that boy who no one remembered in, uh, the end of Endgame end- uh, at the funeral. <laughs> just That's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks, who the hell's that lanky piece of shit there? Well, how did he yeah. get a ticket to the funeral? Because <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark died. No, yeah. no spoilers. Right then, Rob, you're number nine. Oh, number nine and number eight, very close. I don't want to spoil my, but it basically, it's Captain America Civil War. And I put it at nine because just it's purely because I've seen it so many times. Uh, That's my number three. That's my number five. I think it's brilliant, but I just like this. I like others. Um, more and I've yeah I've, I just have seen it to death. So. But I mean I love what happened in it. I think that's the one that gave us really Infinity War and Endgame because I think while the Russos were doing that, that's when they got um, they were signed up for the you know three and four. Um, you know the, like the splash page image of the fight at um, the airport is awesome. Sort of the first time it was, even in our heads it was possible that all these characters could come together. And uh, yeah, I think it's kind of overlooked a little bit now by what came afterwards. But yeah, I, w- I would say, I bet it's, it's sort of purely because I've seen it so many times that it's lower. It's just mm. not not to not say it's a brilliant film. I think that was the thing. They the one thing that the MCU and Marvel and Disney have done is they always up the ante. So originally, when when they started doing the Captain America, Thor movies, Iron Man, you think, well, there's no way putting them all, you know, those all together in a movie is going to work. And they did it with Avengers. Then with Civil War, you're bringing in Spider-Man and you're bringing in Black Panther. Well, there's no way that's going to work. because it'll be, And it did. And then when mm. it came to, I mean, like Endgame, it was just something we think, my God, there is no space left on this massive screen for anybody because they've thrown all that shit at the screen. Yeah, wait for Secret Wars in like three years' time. Or well, this is it. This mm. is the thing that that worries me a little bit in the fact that now, how do you how do you top Endgame? You end up having to put in multiverses and yeah. maybe Spider Man versus Spider Man or a different. Oh, yeah, so it's going to be. Then where do you go after that? They'll do it though. You know they will. Oh, well, yeah, mm. That's the that's the thing. You know you you know they will. So you haven't Galactus yet. Boom. Exactly, and then you've got to, you can fold in Fantastic Four and the X Men now, and all of those. You know, okay, well, that sort of answered my own question. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then, Neil, you're number nine. It's Black Panther. I thought this was a refreshing film, a fre- refreshing change, and uh, Chadwick Boseman was superb in the role, and we must honour and res- you know pay our respects to the guy. 
How I, I mean, it was such a shock, wasn't it, when he went? But anyway, yeah, Black Panther uh, for an origin story, I just loved it. It, it was such a win. It was nice to see the first black uh, superhero get the the justice it deserved. And what did it do? Uh, went on to smash over a billion at the box office, didn't it? So yeah, it was a, I think it was a great. It's a great comic book movie. Uh, exactly what it says in the. Uh, I just said it's yeah, visually stunning, great story. Ryan Coogler, I've got a lot of time for that guy. He makes some great movies, I think. Is he doing? He's not doing um, Black Panther two though, is he? I thought yeah. he might. Yeah. He is still on there, is he? Yeah. I thought I read somewhere that he dropped, but no, maybe not. No, he, he hasn't. He, he did the original Creed, didn't he? And then he didn't direct. Yeah, the second which I one. think is a great movie. Or the, the third one, um, Michael B. Jordan is directing. Right, I believe. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, it, I just, I just love. The, I just think it's a great movie. It's one I can put on quite happily and just sit and plow through. Um, yeah, okay. didn't make both of your top tens. Then. Yeah, it's my number six. Ah, there you go. Okay, so what have you got to say about it then, uh, Rob? Oh, I, I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was uh, just just fantastic. It has a it, that film has a, a rhythm. Um, and not just not just in terms of like music, but it just, <laughs> it's it's popping off the screen. It's I, I just you know remember being in the cinema coming out and like feeling wow, what have we just? It was yeah, you know, it was a revolutionary film. Mm. Um, can't wait for the next one. And yeah, it, it'd be it, interesting it, to see what they do so as well, sad, won't they? But he um, passed away, um, mm. and I'm you know really intrigued as to what they're going to mm. do. I, I'm assuming it'd be Shuri, but who knows? Mm. I mean. Like, yeah, yeah I, it was it was very close to my top ten. I must admit, but I have to say this top ten that I I compiled was one of the quickest top tens that I've done in oh, really? in the what twenty nine episodes that we've done. It really fell into place really quickly, and the only no, I don't even th- no, I think the ten I had came really quick. There were like two or three that could have popped in, um, and Black Panther being one of them. And a little fact: the Wakandan language is a real language. There you go. Well, there you go. Thank you very much for that. Well, look at the facts today, aren't you? Goodness yeah. me. I only oh, have the 10 facts, so, I don't need 11. so many facts about the MCU. We're going to change, we're gonna have to change our brand if you're giving me 11 <laughs> facts. We're going to have to be the top 11 of everything. There Which, in, in that so case, many. then, Black Panther would have been in my top 11. So then, <laughs> Yeah, there's so out. many facts on the MCU. That's the thing. There really is. There's hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. Okay, my number nine is Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that's um, my number seven. My number five. Oh, look at that. We hit the bingo with that one. Rankar Cock, I've just written down. <laughs> <laughs> Chose to write it quick. What was that, yours, Neil? I've that version. <laughs> <laughs> what was your, your number, Neil? Seven. Number seven, right. Ragnarok. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I wasn't a massive fan of it the first time I watched it. Came out of the cinema and felt a little bit underwhelmed. And I don't know why. I really don't know why, because every time I've watched it since, it's just genius. Just the whole feel of the film is like, like check your brain at the door. This is going to be just like loads of fun. The very mm. first scene when he's with, I can't remember the name of the... Uh, tour. Thank you very much, yeah. And he's just spinning in that cage. And like every time he's... It's just... I just I just really, really enjoy it every time I watch it now. And I don't know why. I must have been in a mood or something when I went and saw it the original the original time. 
And I can remember coming out and my wife saying to me, what do you think of that? I went, mm, that was a bit, a bit no, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, every time I've watched it since, it's it's by far my favourite Thor movie. And I think like, Taika Waititi has just got, because he's, he's supposed to be working on a Star Wars film, and it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of mood that that's a Star Wars film done by him is going to be. But he's he's already done... Uh an episode of Mandalorian, isn't he? He did, he absolutely, did. yes, because he, he did the voice for IG-11, didn't he, as well? Yeah, and because I, I was thinking, what's this going to be like? But is they remember those two stormtroopers, or what, I can't remember, what, but they're on the bikes, and it's just hilarious. It was like, yeah. wow. So I think he's, I think he's, I think he's, he's a genius. I, I, I hear what you're saying about the tone, but I think it's just once you click with that tone, then you get that movie instantly, and then on rewatches, it's just... Better and better. And I can't I can't wait for the, the next one's gonna be all out and I think it'd be amazing. Yeah. The visuals were almost very camp, weren't they, if you know what I mean? Yeah, it was uh, they really were. It was, it was the, the, the gaudy colours and Jeff mm. Goldblum just totally the hanging fact, it up. Actually, just the fact that Jeff Goldblum was in it, that was that did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah. just gotta hope Taika Waititi doesn't include his girlfriend now, Rita Aurora. There you are. That's Goldblum. who he's seeing. And was that so his as long as she doesn't it? become Princess Leia or whatever, yeah. That's his girlfriend. I mean, what can I say about that? I mean, like he's—I don't think he's made a bad movie yet. I mean, Jojo no. Rabbit was was phenomenal. Hilarious. Uh, Hunt for the <laughs> Wilder People—is it or Wild? Something like that. It's yeah. just uh, just a beautiful film. It's just a beautiful film. What we do so, in the shadows is probably one. Of what the we do in the shadows yeah. is just great as well. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, Rob, you're number eight. Uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. That's exactly the same as mine. Number eight. Um, and I put this ahead of Civil War just because I've seen it slightly less. But um, it deserves a place in the top 10 because it's obviously brilliant. Um, I don't think the cap- the first Captain America, it did what it needed to do, but this one blew everything apart. It was, mm. you know, when, you, when it came out, it got amazing reviews and also the reveal halfway through about S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything mm. blew apart the MCU, everything we knew about it. Um yeah, it was just just great, really. It's, and it's just a really great thriller action movie. It's really good. It's, it, to me, it's when Marvel grew up, if you know what I mean. It yeah. seems like their first, uh, uh, you know, comic book for adults, if you know what I mean. Just a bit, bit more edgy, wasn't it? And mm. it was like a political thriller rather than a yeah. superhero movie, if you like. And Robert Redford, eh? Robert Redford. What a casting. Robert Redford, yeah. Although it's not in my top ten. I didn't... Um, it's, it, I like it, but I'm not. It's weird because, like, I, I say that I do like it. There isn't very many um, Marvel movies I don't like, apart from like the new phase, which is what I'm struggling to sort of really get a grip with. But then to think that I've put Iron Man three ahead of Winter Soldier when I think about it in the cold light of day, so that's that would be a somewhat controversial choice. Somewhat, yeah. I thought Winter Soldier is nailed on in the top ten. Yeah, well, that's that's your opinion, Rob, isn't it? and it's and it's not wrong. It's not. Wrong. <laughs> I'm not having to go. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. I'm just saying. But then I'm thinking about it now in the cold light of day, and thinking, if someone said to me which which movie do you prefer, Iron Man three or Winter Soldier, I would probably have to think a little bit more harder. In the fact of which one I would think. No, I'm sticking with Iron Man three. I'm going to stick with Iron Man three. Okay. Um, all right, so that was your number eight as well, Neil. 
It was. Uh, my number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I've got a love affair with Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I've got a love affair with James Gunn just straight away with anything that he does. Everything everything that he does seems to be... You know when you find yourself in the groove, like especially with music, you find yourself in the groove of someone. It doesn't matter what they do. You just love what they do. Mm. I think I'm like that with James Gunn. Even on some of his movies that are a little bit more out there. I can't remember the name of the one. It was an office block. Oh, and they all got shot. They got shut down, didn't they? And they all end up killing each other. That's it. I can't remember the name of that movie, yeah. but it was mad. But I it, and it gory as anything, but really, really enjoyable. Which sounds horrible when it's as gory as anything. People just killing each other, <laughs> and also the Suicide Squad. I really enjoyed. You know, compared to the shit that the, the first one was, the first ten minutes completely blows you away from what you thought the movie was going to be. Spoilers, because everyone dies, pretty much. Everyone's yeah. shot in the face or get their just blown up to bits. So the fact that I love the Guardians of the Galaxy as a franchise, if you like, number two had so much heart and soul in it. And then the the twist of of um ego and what his plan is just breaks me every time I watch it. And this and the way he uses music is very sort of Tarantino-esque, I think, but he use, seems to use perfect music, the Fleetwood Mac, the chain, the way he uses that with slow motion in that movie mm. is absolutely perfect. And um, yeah, I'm, it's number eight. And Baby Groot. And Baby Groot. Uh, yeah. Baby Groot. I mean, what a perfect way to sell a shit ton of uh, pop figures. I've got two of them up on my thing there, a Baby Groot. Can't beat it. Yeah. So not in, not, not in your top, the rest of your, ooh. Okay, interesting. Okay. Uh, right then, Rob, you're number seven. Uh, right, well, this one, originally it would be Spider-Man Homecoming because I love Spider-Man Homecoming. But I think you have to say now, No Way Home because I think okay. it does eclipse it. So I'm going to say Spider-Man No Way Home because it's... Okay, that's my number six. And that's my number four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, lo- I mean... I loved Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, but obviously No Way Home has everything you could possibly want in a Spider-Man film, uh, <laughs> times three. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was just it was brilliant. I can't, I've, I've only seen it once, can't wait to see it again. Mm. Um, and I think as well, just the time it came for everybody, like, obviously it made it, I think it, it was last time I heard the fourth highest grossing film of all time. So it is like that big film after the pandemic that got people to go to cinemas again. Um, even though everyone knew that Andrew Garfield and um, Toby Maguire were going to be in it, that was still magical. And everyone was cheering in the cinema. It was glorious. Mm. I loved that Daredevil was in it. I wish that yeah. John Kempier hadn't put those pictures out because I don't know if you were spoiled, but... I and he got, he got a lot of crap for that as well, didn't he, to be perfectly honest. I don't, I don't think he got an invite to the, the red yeah. carpet premiere because of that. But I feel like that did for a lot of people. Like, all right, well, not necessarily the 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 fact that three Spider Men were in it because that everyone knew that. But the fact that Matt Murdock is in that film. Um, but yeah, and it was also weird that it came out on the same day that that um, Kingpin was in Hawkeye. I don't yeah. know if that was meant to be or not, but it's like wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, it did seem to me like that Hawkeye, the Hawkeye TV series was linked in a few ways to. No Way Home, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the Rogers musical stuff. 
Um, there was something else. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> there, there was definitely a couple more, like little, just little. Well, the, the fact that they've now brought Kingpin, well, that Kingpin, the Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin, and what's the, the guy who plays Matt Murdock? What's his name? Charlie Cox. Cox. Charlie Cox. Of course, you remember that name, Neil, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, he was in Stardust, my guy. He was in Stardust. Indeed, he was. But. So it's so. Oh, I'm assuming then doesn't doesn't that make those that TV series canon now? Well, that, they could be um, variants, can they? Oh, yeah. I suppose they could. See, that's the way that they get anything, it, get, anything, get around it. Anything possible now. So that's absolutely true. Yeah, I must admit the one thing that I was disappointed with that movie, and. I get caught with it every time when you see trailers and then you watch the videos of people. Well, like we used to do, Neil, where we you look at the trailer and you look at every frame and you think, right, yeah. that bit is this and that bit is that. But right at the end when Doctor Strange is when he says, I can't, they're all coming through and I can't. I really thought it was going to be things like Thanos is going to come and all these other different. But then it ended up being nothing. It, there was just shapes and then all of a sudden yeah. they just, and that was a real disappointment. Mm. yeah the whole all this stuff happens then everything goes back to normal but this one little thing has changed even though it's quite a big thing but it's but they that's how they move it along isn't it i thought yeah. it was going to be x-men i should that's you, yeah you fantastic four watching, yeah you get sucked into watching those youtube videos before it and then you just yeah we should have learned from uh, rise of skywalker and all that you just can't you just i keep can't. saying to myself i am not going to get sucked in and as we're recording this i got sucked in with the last episode the book of boba fett as well and oh, i watched it i'm not yeah, going to say anything yeah, i'm not going to yeah, say yeah, anything yeah. i'm not going to say anything but you think why do i get sucked in you know i mean like i say we used to do those videos where we'd look at trailers and, and go well maybe it's that and it's never it's no. never what you what they think it is you always over it yeah, it's like over complicated in your brain when I bet yeah. even the guys writing it never thought of the stuff that, that, that the fans are thinking about. But that's why I'm quite looking forward to um, the Batman because I've steered clear of that. Not, yeah. not even, even intentionally, just I just have. And I'm yeah. so, I mean, I know, you know, the normal amount, but not in depth, in depth. I haven't been watching new Rockstars videos about it every, every other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been sort of the same, trying to keep away from it just to. Yeah. Keep away from it, really. Um, right, okay then. So that's your number seven, um, Rob. Uh, no, your number seven, Neil, was Ragnarok. It was. Uh, my number seven is the original Iron Man. So I already talked about that, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rob, your number six is Black Panther. So Neil, your number six. Avengers Assemble. Or Avengers in America. Right. That's, number three. that's my number three. It's uh, obviously where the big guns came out, didn't it? Um, Joss Whedon hit the a home run with that one. It was it was a great start to seeing all your favourite superheroes together. I mean, it's a shame he's uh, dipped off with his directing and attitude and everything. Whedon, isn't he? I mean, I've I, I've got no time really. We talked to it earlier to Rob about worst uh, movies. Avengers: Age of Ultron might be in my top worst movies there's too much i don't like about that but avengers hit the it was a home run it was great everything in it was fantastic it was a what a way to get in an ensemble piece wasn't it to work they really did make it work and it, I, it holds up well still today i was thinking some of the cgi might be a bit ropey but compared to compared to age of ultron it stands up a lot better 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For me, it's on that list of one of the a perfect movie. Mm. There is so much that that movie does that you think isn't possible. I mean, the thing is, you look at it now, and it doesn't feel like much because of what they've done... On afterwards, yeah. Afterwards, yeah, with with probably each movie as it goes on, especially all each Avengers movie. Mm. But for me, it is one of the, it's one of the most fun times I've had at a cinema. Yeah. Watching yeah. that first Avengers movie. Because like you said before, we had no expectation, or we didn't know what at all to see, what we were going to see up on the big screen, apart from the clip here and a clip there. Yeah. And when you and saw it all together, laugh it was almost breathtaking, wasn't it? Genuine laugh out loud. I mean, mm. Hulk smash moment, yeah. and off he goes. Hulk, puny god with Loki, where he's just yeah. run, throwing him about like a rag doll. There are so many moments in that that just is a fantastic time at the cinema yeah and controversy as well we always like a bit of controversy with uh loki's quim comment oh yeah (laughs) that caused a lot of oh my god the open mouths when he said that you mewling quim everyone went 
Did he just? No, he didn't just say that, did he? <laughs> he did just say that. <laughs> he, he did. Yeah. Go on there, Rob. Yeah. yeah, no, I just think it's easy. Like you, you touched on it, um, Pav, but it's it's uh, it's easy to forget, you know, summer of 2012 and what the what it was like in the cinema. And we've never seen anything like this with, no. you know, not even two or three, four, well, not six, you know, stars coming together or superheroes come together. And yeah, I just think it's easy to forget, like, but there's been so much since and even like failed attempts like Justice League and stuff like that. Um, but just, yeah, how important it was and how much fun it was. Um, it's really, yeah, it's a really easy rewatch. Um, and yeah, it's just, just, yeah, great. And you say, like you said about the splash page for Civil War, that moment where the camera is going around all of the Avengers getting ready for battle and the music is playing is one of those, if they ever have like a, a montage of the greatest moments in cinema, that should be there because it is just, I hate saying that word again, Neil, it's iconic. Mm. It's just a beautiful shot. Um, I think for me, it's definitely one of those things where you have to separate the man from the art. Yeah. Oh, yeah I've got no time for, for Joss Whedon and, and, you know, his antics that he uh, allegedly, or whether it's been proven, I don't know, but um, there definitely seems to be no smoke without fire with what he got up, up to. But um, as a movie, but again, he was the darling, wasn't he? He was the geek darling of everyone and mm. seemed to have the, the geek world in his hands. Um, I'm not such a, I, I quite, in, quite like, um, Age of Ultron. It's not my favourite Avengers movie or MCU movie, but I think it's it's good in places. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never hated a, an MCU movie. There's not one that no, I, no. oh, I hate. That. It's just, you know, the glaring plot holes in Age of Ultron and the awful ending. Uh, oh, dear. When they're... Ta- just blow the fucking thing up. Don't worry about lifting it all out of the thing. You know, he's Ultron, for Christ's sake, if you read the comics. Yeah, so that was all problematic for me. And some of the CGI in Age of Ultron has not held up at all. It's ropey as when I've re I rewatched them all in the pandemic and you know, I didn't I didn't get as much out of it as I when I saw it on the cinema. The the other thing with uh, Avengers Assemble, if you think about it compared to other films, like obviously in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're going to do this type of thing, but they've got a lot of mileage out of the Avengers film. Like, even in, just like in the beginning of Hawkeye, um, obviously in uh, Endgame and stuff like that. And mm. Just mm. The, the way it's, yeah, the self-referential uh, stuff that they do. It's really, I mean, this is, this is why I think people love it so much because they are doing genuinely different things that we've never seen before and keep moving mm. it onwards while looking back at the same time. Yes, yeah. I guess the whole thing stays alive, and Iron Man is still as relevant today as it was in two thousand eight. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. So that was um, your number six, Neil. That's it. So my number six was Spider Man No Way Home. So Rob, your number five was Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So back to you then, Neil. Your number five is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. That's in my number the- four. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to go quick because we've all... It is. (laughs) I had no idea what Guardian... I've heard of them in passing. I sort of had a vague idea. I knew there was a raccoon in it and all sorts of things like that. But I didn't know much. And going into that cinema and seeing that for the first time and the the soundtrack, like you've already pointed out in the second one, it just I just think it's a very, very good movie. It's well put together. 
and it introduces you to the characters brilliantly. So yeah, it's it's a great movie to me. One of the greatest, I think, greatest opening trailers um, I think I've ever seen of a movie because it's a movie like you say. I knew nothing about the the the, the comic book, so watching that first trailer, um, hearing about Chris Pratt, but not really knowing a lot about him, knowing that he was this doughy looking bloke from some comedy that was made by the people that did the American office and then seeing that he's all like chiseled and cut and got abs and I mean that's a bit weird and then there's a tree and there's a raccoon in it and you think well this this, how can this work and it was because of this movie that I thought well then the MCU can do no wrong because if they can make you care and shed tears for a tree and a, a raccoon at the end of the movie when he says, you know, we are grouped at the end and he, you know, he sort of covers them all with his branches and stuff. I think, well, there's, there's literally nothing that they can do that, that I'm always going to be touched by what they do because they know how to do it. So I agree with that. Rob. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly what you're saying is an example of them. I mean, they've always taken risks or calculated risks, but that was a genuine, like, all right. I mean, not even just terms of what it like, just, can can CGI make <laughs> a convincing tree or talk and the a raccoon talk? But um, yeah, no. And like you say, yes. And it was it was amazing. And also, it's one of those films that sort of existed out. Although you have the Thanos bit, and it is very related to the MCU, but it opened up like galactic, yeah, or the cos- mm. cosmic MCU. Um. Yeah, and it, it was yeah, it was really just awesome. And then it was really exciting in Infinity War. It's like, wow, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in this as well. Because obviously by then they'd had two films. It was just mm. just uh yeah, amazing, really. Um and yeah, Groot was fantastic. I love him. Yeah, that, that moment when he is fighting that line of, of guards and he just sticks straight through them and starts smacking them side to side on that corridor and then he looks back at, at like Star-Lord with his smile on his face. There's, again, genuine like belly laughs in that movie. Um, but it can one minute be belly laugh and the next minute you're sort of, you know, your, your bottom lip is quivering because you're just about to cry over a load of pixels on a screen. It's got mm. a lot of heart, a lot of heart. Maybe the most heart of, of, of any uh, uh, Marvel movie so far. And, and again, brilliant use of music. The ooka chaka, ooka, ooka, yeah. ooka chaka. With our Although friend Spencer Wilding, Neil. Yeah, it did have Spencer Wilding. Spencer Wilding. Although that song you just sang does remind me more of Reservoir Dogs than it does of Guardians, I'm afraid. Do you think so? Yeah, to me, because I've seen Reservoir a lot more than I have Guardians. But... Yeah. Um, a little fact, Vin Diesel, for the voice of Groot, when he did Baby Groot, he didn't have any voice enhancers. That is Vin Diesel. Is it? There you go, there's another fact. I mean, what an actor. Where are you he? out of? <laughs> <laughs> I got lists of the fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, thought they were on the top of your head. No, no, well, they are, because I had to go, it took me ages to do those facts. That. Because I kept having, I kept reading them for my own pleasure. If you know what I mean, but, I love, yeah. I love watching the um, behind the scenes when it's showing Vin Diesel recording his mm. "I Am Groot" lines, and he may, he's talking about it like it's Shakespeare, and mm. he's he's performing it like it's Shakespeare. Now, I'm not going to have a go at him or, or whatever, but 
you know, as Star Lord said, you know, it's just just three. It, all he says is, "I am Groot." Yeah. I'd love but to know how much he got paid for it that. As um, as if it was the dialogue he was replying to, and then he had to say that, and then transcribe that into "I am Groot." Jesus, another style. fact, Neil, there for crying out loud! Slow down, well, man. You've watched behind the scenes. You should have seen that bit. <laughs> I never saw that bit. I haven't oh, seen that. No, I never saw that bit at all. Um, but there you go. Well. Look at that. So, yeah. so let me let me. So, what was that? That was your number five. five. So, Rob's number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Neil's number four is Spider Man No Way Home. My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. Rob's number three is Avengers Avengers Assemble. Neil's number three is Captain America Civil War. My number three is Avengers Avengers Assemble. <laughs> so Rob, what is your number two? Uh Avengers Endgame. Okay. So that's, that's a spoiler to what my number one is. <laughs> yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. But I I, I uh yeah. It's hard to say without spoiling what my number one is, but um yeah, I just uh, I think Endgame. Knows. Yeah, yeah, I think I I would be very surprised if all three of us haven't got the same as number one and number two. To be honest, I was very undecided. I didn't know which way to go uh, when I first watched uh, Endgame. I I preferred Infinity War. I much preferred it. Let's let's just talk. Let's just talk about openly Infinity yeah. War and Endgame. I think that's the they best. Are one, they're all package. Oh well, there oh, you go. There see, you go. Over. Rob's got a big massive fist full of diamonds. <laughs> Uh, in- oh, shut up! Sorry. Um, Infinity War is my number one because it's just I love it. Every time you watch it, you're on you're on the you're you're you know it takes you on that journey. Like mm. yeah, I think the 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 bit that really gets me is when um, Doctor Strange portals into the park and then Tony's the look on Tony's face and you're like yeah this shit is real and then boom. He's explaining Thanos. And, oh my god, we've watched this for ten years. Now it's all happening. Now they know about Thanos. Because I've been, I was like watching those films from Guardians, looking because I knew Thanos was in Avengers Assemble. And I was like, is this really going to happen? And then you, you know, the little glimpses you saw of him gradually got looked better, and then looked amazing in Infinity War. Um, I don't know. I just think it's it, for if you think about what it has to do and what it's trying to do and how it actually achieves it all so well. And then it has the cliffhanger again. I'd read the comics, so I knew what I, I thought it was going to end with that and half the world dying. Um, and so I wasn't necessarily surprised, but I was kind of shocked that they'd actually done it. Um, I loved the way at the end, like the, when it, it said Avengers Infinity War, and it did kind of like. Because you're expecting the post credits and it just dusts off. Thanos <laughs> like, yeah. will return. Like what? We had to wait a year. Uh, we just thank God it wasn't in the pandem- pandemic time. Oh my God! Yeah, it'd been awful, wouldn't but, it? Yeah, I think me and like me and my brothers, we saw Infinity War like four times in a week or something crazy. You know, it's just it's just I love it. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah. So, so Neil, is is yours the opposite way around? I've, I've put Endgame and. Uh, primarily just because of that well you've spoken about it already when they all appear every one of them appear at the end it is it is a movie moment you know that's gone down in history and will stay there and I think that just edged it for me just re-watching it and seeing that moment again I realised that fuck that's that's a magical moment isn't it (laughs) I think it's it's I've said it before 
the first well no I think I, I think I went and saw it four or five times in the cinema Endgame yeah and every single time I was looking for people to go with you know do you want to go and see Endgame come on let's go and see Endgame just because I wanted to see it again and that that moment when it's on your left when the Falcon is um, just clicking in uh, Captain America's ear and then the little portal opens and Black Panther walks through it mm. I had a massive smile on my face but just tears just streaming down my face because it was like happy, not a happy sad, but a happy, like they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then all the portals opened. Oh my God. And then when Molnir goes back into, you know, Avengers assemble. Oh, fucking hell, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and you think it is one of those moments, apart from Star Wars moments, it is the greatest moment in cinema. I think it just is. And I know that people would say, no, but it's nothing but CGI on the screen and it's just computers. It doesn't matter. There is what would have been, I suppose, it would have been 10 years at that moment, 10, 11 years when that came out. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Of of setting up with each individual movie and um, end credit scene all culminating in than whatever it was, 15 minutes of that movie, but in that one shot where all the portals have opened and all those characters that you've grown to love and cherish and you don't want to die, it's just, it is absolutely magical. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, Infinity War is a thing is Infinity War is a great setup to, to what they've, when it's not a setup, it's, it's what they lose. And the fact that the first half an hour of Endgame is showing them lose again. What a fucking gut punch that, that is! <laughs> the fact that you think, all right, well they're back, so they're gonna they're gonna work it out, and then the fact that t- that Tony loses everything in the end. Um, but what you were saying about that one moment when Cap- when Doctor Strange walks through that portal in Infinity War, for me the moment that always gets me now is dur- is during the final battle when Doctor Strange looks at Tony and just puts his one finger up mm. now i've had people where they've said that they like they thought that that means certain things but for me that means this is this is the one time that we win and tony knows what he's got to do and he knows that he's going to die that for me is beautiful because then mm. it means tony stark has had this 10-year arc where at the start of it he was a selfish playboy billionaire that didn't give a shit about anybody just selling guns and weapons to then sacrificing himself for everybody on the planet and everybody in the universe. I mean, fucking hell, what an arc. What an arc to have it in, was. in, in it's movies. It was huge, isn't it? It's absolutely huge. Oh, I need to watch it again. <laughs> I do. I, it's it's definitely, I think it's in my top five movies of all time. I think Endgame. I like to just clump them together because you can't have one without the other. Yeah, it, really, is, it is tough, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's close between one and two. But I, I, something about Infinite Watch, love. Mm. I mean, I choose it for I sort of know what you mean. I felt the same way in Lord of the Rings. Everybody seems to love like two towers and that, but I'm all the Fellowship of the Ring. I love that build in that sort of movie. So that grows with me, those sort of things. I must admit, 15 minutes ago, I thought this was going to be the first in 29 episodes where everybody had the same number one. I really thought, Rob, you were going to choose. You're going to have Endgame as your number one. So had to have. So so we still haven't had like a perfect all three of us at number one. No. I mean, it's just, it, I think it's, it's, this one's as close as it's going to be, I think, because 
Well, because um, I was back and forth, I kept changing it. The scribbles out on my sheet here because <laughs> I've gone well, back and forth. I, but I, I was—I mean, Endgame was the first one that I put in my top ten at number one. It was never going to be anything else but Endgame for me, just of because of how I felt in the cinema. Every single, and even now, I remember my, my daughter. Um, it must have been on Sky, or I was watching it on Disney Plus, or whatever it was. And it was halfway through, and my daughter came and sat down. She hadn't seen Infinity War, but she sat down with Endgame, um, and she was crying at the end when Tony Stark died. <laughs> and then she looked over at me, and I, I was crying. And I'd seen it like eight, nine times, or whatever it was. And like she didn't have any of the context of what had happened before. We're not a massive Marvel fan. She hasn't watched loads of the films, but it got her, and that was just her sitting down halfway through the film and watching it. So mm. they know what they're doing at Marvel. That's the thing. Wow. That's the so thing. far so good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you sit there. How also, how, like, you, like, you know, going into Spider-Man, like when you go to the cinema and you know it's one of those big films and there's always like, oh, is it going to be, sh-? you know, is it going to be shit? Yeah. But you know, with Marvel, that no, it's going to, you're in safe hands. Like with Endgame, like the first... Like the music that plays over the oh no no it was the Hawkeye bit and you're when Thanos snaps yeah mm. <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> and same with Infinity War just the start it's just I don't know you you are in safe hands with the MCU Le- less so now with the um, the TV shows where it, everything is being spread a little bit thin but um, it's probably yeah. inevitable it's all still in the same frame isn't it it's all in the same framework it's all still i think got the same curtain around it where it's being pushed in a certain direction like i said before my only thing is is that i find it hard to engage with the new characters they've got i think because i've been so i've been so in with iron man thor captain america that i'm finding like it's really hard to engage with like shang chi and the eternals um I mean, I think the Spider-Man was was definitely something that gave me a bit more of a boost because Doctor Strange was in it. I'm I'm still getting over Harry Styles being Thanos' brother. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I've watched enough videos now that it's justified it in my head on like new rock stars, but or whatever. But yeah, at the start I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, obviously the movies, the next few movies that are coming out is going to be is Thor: Love and Thunder. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So it is a lot of the established yeah. characters. And like you said before, you've, the introduction of like X-Men and Fantastic Four coming up is going to make it a lot more interesting again. So it's, I just don't know whether if it goes way big, I don't know. I don't know whether you're going to get that same feeling like I did in Endgame. Yeah, you will. I'm you sure will. I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure. Five in 2020, weren't we in now? 22? It's got to be, what, 2024, 2025. Yeah, because yeah. we won't have had anything since no. like, DC aren't going to do anything. No. They, they, yeah. It what's, the next, what's the next Marvel out as we speak? I think it's Doctor Strange, isn't it? The second Doctor Strange. I think Strange. it's Doctor Strange, and then it's Thor, I think. Oh, no. Well, yeah, or Moon Knight is the, technically the next. Oh, the Moon series, yeah. 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 That looks yeah. intriguing. That really does. Yeah, I mean they're doing well. I think that I mean, I thought that the the Loki TV series was really interesting, um, which opened up a lot of things. Um, Hawkeye was a bit 
Yeah, for me, I thought it was okay. I don't know what you. I enjoyed thought. Hawkeye more than I did Winter Soldier. Uh, the uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Oh, same. I didn't like Falcon and Winter Soldier at all. No, it's very average that one. Because mm. really, you all you needed, and that was right. Here's here is the new Captain America. I mean, I don't know. It's just there were things like I didn't like the 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 who's the the baddie who was in uh, Solo. I don't know her name. Oh, Donald Glover. No, 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 no. But, um, that character. I can't remember her name. Yeah, it just it was a too much. I didn't really enjoy. But of you know, the reveal of Falcon as Captain America was amazing. But yeah, and, I think the thing with that one is I'm sure they've consciously worried about the people that aren't going to watch the TV series. So it needs because if you look at that at the end of Endgame, um, the old Cap, if you like, gives. Um, Winter, not Winter Soldier, the Falcon, the shield. By the end of the TV series, he's got the shield. So you don't have to have seen that movie, the, the TV series, to know what's going on with with the Falcon. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. The trouble they've got with that then is if they're going to start having more TV series, they have to make sure that the the run through the the line going through all of the you know the different multiverses or whatever it is still lines up if for people that haven't seen it but then again it, it how many people that have watched no way home i mean i suppose they'll go back and maybe watch the toby Maguire spider-man because they might not have been alive when the original spider-man came out maybe it picks up new fans i don't know mm. be interesting to see well we shall find out won't we <laughs> Somebody somewhere is in a little room in the Disney offices working it all out. Well, Kevin Feige probably with a big massive blackboard or something with lines everywhere, like a like a murder scene or whatever it is when they try or somebody trying to solve a murder where it's all like red mm. twine going from one bit to another. He knows what's going on. Uh right, we've got some honorable mentions. Uh, oh no, no, before we do that, let's um just count down. I mean, we've done it a little bit different this week. Normally we do our countdowns before we um, tell you what a number one is, but obviously because of what Rob did, <laughs> we're gonna we're we're gonna do it a bit different. So just give us your rundown, Rob, from number ten all the way to number one. Uh, what? Just say them out. Yeah, or you? Could, well, I mean, you can act them out if you want to. I mean, I don't mind. You've got Iron Man mask there. <laughs> okay, fine. Go on then. Iron Man, Civil War, Winter Soldier, uh, Spider Man: No Way Home, Black Panther. Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Assemble, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War. All right. Just to, on, our, on our YouTube channel, what I what I tend to do with that is I tend to put a picture up for each one. So that picture, the pictures are just gonna whiz by for that one because that, oh, right. that was the that was the quickest <laughs> countdown. <laughs> okay, for anybody that isn't watching on YouTube now, Rob has got the Iron Man mask on and the Thanos uh glove. Um what was it called? The <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, probably the first thing everybody did I bet it is I bet it is go on then Neil give us your rundown so at number 10 I had Iron Man number 9 Black Panther number 8 Winter Soldier number 7 Thor Ragnarok number 6 Avengers 5 Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 4 Spider-Man No Way Home number 3 Civil War number 2 Infinity War and number 1 Endgame right and I had at number 10 Iron Man 3 
Nine Thor Ragnarok, eight Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, seven Iron Man, six Spider-Man No Way Home, five Captain America Civil War, four Guardians of the Galaxy, three Avengers Assemble, two Avengers Infinity War, and one Avengers Endgame. Wonderful. Right, we've had some honourable mentions. So at Nowhere Andy had his at number 10 Black Panther, nine Iron Man 3, Eight Guardians of the Galaxy, seven Avengers, six Winter Soldier, five Civil War, four Thor Ragnarok, three Spider-Man No Way Home, two Infinity War, one Endgame. So that's pretty much. I don't think it was. Oh, Black. No, you, you had Black Panther, both of you, didn't you? Mm. Okay. Uh, Kim Pennison said, "Oh, what a great subject! I like many of these films for lots of different reasons, but my absolute go-to has to be Thor Ragnarok. I love the humor in this, and oh my god, Jeff Goldblum's character is fab. My family and I will often quote lines from this in everyday life." Hashtag Korg rules. At Kelly underscore Oaks said, "One, The Amazing Spider-Man Two. No, I don't know whether that's." MCU, but it doesn't matter. Two Hulk versus Abomination and three Iron Man. Top three from six-year-old Marvel obsessed Leo. So oh. we'll let we'll we'll let you off that one. Uh, although technically, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two isn't from the MCU, but we don't care. They are wonderful choices from you, Leo. Thank you, everyone. Say hello to Leo. Hello, Leo. Hello, Leo. And Matt Odd said, oh, tough one, that. I'll be listening and no doubt disagreeing, long as we all agree Thor Dark World is the weakest. Lol. So, no love for Thor Dark World. I don't mind it. That's all right. I don't mind it, but it is, I think it is the weakest of the of the main um, Marvel movies. Not uh, The Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. In Eternals, yeah. <laughs> Which I will see. Uh, has any of you seen uh, Black Widow? Not Black Widow. Yeah, is it Black Widow? Scarlet Widow. No, Bl- no Black Widow. Seen Black, Black Widow. Black, have you With seen it? What, Scarlet you Johansson. Yeah, Scarlet I enjoyed Johansson. that. I thought it was a lot better than I thought it was. It wasn't mm. anything... It was a bit pointless though, wasn't it? It was pointless. Yeah. If they were going to do a movie like that, they should have done it five yeah. or six years ago. But I think yeah. that was just... It's just their link, isn't it, across, that's all. It's just the... Uh, bringing in a new character, Florence Pugh's character, isn't it? And all that. That's what it was. It was a start, you know, a, a start-up movie again. Well, they could have done just one of those one-shots like they used to if they wanted to just in, introduce Florence Pugh. I mean, it would have been a lot cheaper. <laughs> but I do feel it's sort of like, it's a way of just giving Scarlett Johansson a bit of the limelight. Well, she was always promised her own movie, wasn't she? So she probably was. that's legally why. Yeah, and I also think it. that I, don't, I think that the whole pandemic didn't really help. No, definitely not. Didn't help no. it, did it? So there you go. Any more to say about the MCU? I think we've uh, we've been very concise and to the point there with that. I think we've uh, I think we've got some good top tens there. All happy? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be amazing how many people that love the Marvel Universe will probably find that the pretty much all we've got in the top 10 will be what they would have anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, you look at things like Ant Man or Doctor Strange. I don't mm. think they would, they would, and, and Avengers Ultron, I think, is one of those ones that wouldn't make it into top 10s anyway. And another little fact before we go here we go, here we go, one more. So, talking of the original Avengers Assemble, yes. It, um, a lot of the fanboys, the real Marvel fanboys, are upset that the Wasp isn't in it because she came up with the name The Avengers. 
What a gr- and on that bombshell, what a great way to finish. <laughs> on that bombshell, Neil, we shall say thank you, Rob. It's and lovely, we'll been lovely spending. Yeah, it's been. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's your big moment. Sorry, no, it's Neil. Only- <laughs> would you like to tell us all the information about how to get hold of us and all that uh, gubbins? Of course, I will. I'll make it as quick and painless for Rob as I can. You can find us <laughs> on all the social media at Top Ten Pods. Email us at top10pods at hotmail.com. You can come and to help support the uh, podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods, where you can get rewards such as early episodes, um, free, you know, super content with videos, etc. And then Go check on, out all the links via the show. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> check out all of our links via Linktree. You can find the link in the show notes. So please do come and subscribe. Leave us a rate and review on all the podcast platforms you can find. Thank you very much. Well done. And remember, we have got the new uh, video playlists to go along with every episode uh, on the Patreon as well. Rob, it's been lovely spending some time with you again. It's been far too long. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Wonderful. Come back again. Come back again. Let's do top 10 DC. (laughs) Whatever you want, mate, I'll be on. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you very much, everybody. And let's go start the countdown. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.